What is going on, guys? Robbie here from the Big Red Express. Another edition live on Facebook, and maybe it'll stay up this time because last time we recorded last week's episode on Facebook, it didn't stay up, and I'm not really sure why. I'm trying something new, trying to connect the mixer that I have with the live Facebook feed. But if you're listening to this in audio form and you want to check out the video, it's nothing very special. Just me talking in front of a camera, trying to broaden the reach a little bit of the podcast, and I hope you all are going to enjoy the ride with us. I'm having a lot of fun doing these podcasts, and especially all these preview podcasts, because a lot of things are kind of, they're they're coming out and they're saying, okay, well, these are your predictions. These are your predictions. Well, these are my predictions. And I'm not going to lie, I've done pretty darn good when it comes to giving my predictions about the semifinals. And I've got, we've got four or three semifinals this weekend. We've got the Asia Invitational, where two spots are going. And then we have the last two North American qualifiers, the Atlas Games. And then the West Coast Classic, the Atlas Games is going to be online along with the Asia Invitational. And then, of course, don't forget that the the last one is the West Coast Challenge that is going to be out in Las Vegas. So let's get down to it. Let's get down to my previews. We're going to talk about the Asia Invitational first. And then we're going to get down into brass tacks and talk about the Atlas games and then finish off with the West Coast Classic, which is going to be the in-person one. And I think it's going to be the most entertaining one of the weekend. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how things work online when it comes to the Atlas games because there's a lot, there's a big, big field and especially a big, well-known field when it comes to the Atlas games Online, A lot of your Canadian athletes that haven't qualified yet or that are going through the qualification process, they are in that division. So you got your your Fikowskis, your Vellners, your uh, Tremblays. Those are all there together. I'll be curious to see what happens moving forward with this and seeing how things progress in terms of, okay, well, what's happening first, what's happening next, and how how are they going to perform online because that's what we're going to be paying uh, close attention to. So for the men, let's talk about the men first for the Asia Invitational. Again, it's a virtual event. Uh, There's two qualifiers that are going to be qualified out of that division. And in first place, I'm going to be going with my top two right now. So my top two for, actually, you know, we're going to talk about the top three because I think, you know, for the most part, at least for the men, it's a lot closer than I think it is for the women. The women, it's a it's a close one because the top 12 were, were all under 100 points and you could be like, Robbie, it's because they didn't have that many people so they didn't really have that much competition. You see it as that, but I see it as a lot of consistency along the board in that top 12. So the top 12, I think any women can go in there and crush it. But I think the top two women are the ones we're going to be paying attention to. We'll talk about them here in just a little bit. But let's talk about the guys first. And I want to give my kind of dark horse a guy that I think is going to be sort of in the mix uh, the entire weekend. And, you know, I'm going to say this name and you're going to be like, Robbie, this guy, 
qualified. He was the second ranked. And, and didn't you say last week that if it's an online qualifier, they should be ready and they should be good to go for the quarterfinals and then the semifinals? It should be kind of the same result. Yes and no. And the reason I say no is because I think in this division especially, especially for the for the Asia Invitational, there's one guy that's going to mix everything up. And I'll tell you who that guy is in just a little bit. It's a guy that's qualified for the CrossFit Games multiple times, but has never made it to the CrossFit Games. So I think that's going to mix things up tremendously when it comes to the Asia Invitational on the men's side. Let's talk about the third place guy. The guy I think is going to get that last chance qualifier spot, but is not going to. He is ranked second coming in out of the quarterfinal in the Asia division. And that is Hamez or Hamze Tarifi. And I apologize if I'm butchering that name. Obviously, these names are a little bit tougher than names that I'm used to, but I think that's how you pronounce it. He got every event top 11 except for the strength event. He got top 40 in that, which is impressive. I don't think this is this is was a very hard decision. I had to knock him out of the top two because of the kind of the dark horse that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. But if you're not, you're kind of crazy. But he went to the CrossFit Games. He's from Palestine Territory. He was the national champ for three years straight. He went to the Games back in 2019, finished 72nd. And I think this is going to be a guy that is going to want to prove that he deserves to be back at the CrossFit Games. I agree. I think he has a best, as good of a shot as anybody does to getting to the CrossFit Games. I truly, truly do. I don't, I don't think there's going to be that many people that are saying this that's not going to be like, all right, this guy doesn't deserve. He does. That's why I've got him kind of in that third position. He's going to be there all weekend, but I think that third position is going to be there. For the, for the second place, for the men, I got he was the first in the Asia quarterfinal. He's the top-ranked guy coming into the semifinal, and that should be like Robbie. Hey, that's your guy because this is on online competition, it should even out itself when it comes to who's, you know, the best in that division online. It should be this guy. Yes and no. Alexander Elin. This is the guy who came in first. He placed 56th in 2019 at the CrossFit Games. He was the Russian Federation National Champion in 2019. Very, very consistent. Every event inside the top twenty-five or in the top fifteen, except for the strength event, and that's something that we're going to see a lot of kind of decisiveness when it comes to the quarterfinals. A lot of people placed outside that top in that strength event, and that brought them down the leaderboard a lot. But that's not going to affect our rankings when it comes to this quarterfinal. We're going to take that into account, but we also got to take into account that. I was one event, and you change that one event by just a lot of places, that guy's up, or just a couple of pounds, that guy's up in the top 10 worldwide. So this guy's the top qualifier coming into from the quarterfinals, so I think he's got a great chance of repeating and getting to that next step, getting to the CrossFit Games out of the top two spots. The number one guy, Roman Krenikov. Now, this is a name we've heard multiple times. He was 37th in a place in event one and 32nd in the strength event. He finished, I think he qualified fourth out of the quarterfinal in this. And you'd be like, Robbie, that's kind of way off. Yes and no. 
Because it was a two-man show. The two guys that I just talked about, it was pretty much them the entire quarterfinal. But Roman Krennikov is a guy we've heard of before. He plays first in event two and fifth in event three. He has qualified for the CrossFit Games multiple times. He was 10th in 2020. He was the top Russian. He got 10th worldwide in the CrossFit Open. In 2018, he was the European Regional Champion. The reason why he couldn't get to the CrossFit Games? Visa issues. This is something we've seen before, and hopefully we don't see this again because I truly want to see this guy on a main stage competing against some of the best athletes in the world. This guy back in 2018 kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone was like, who the hell is this guy? He showed up. He won the European Regional, and you know what? Showed the world that he belongs in the conversation for one of the fittest men outside of North America. And I hope he gets his shot to get in that top two and qualify for the CrossFit Games. But you know what? Even if he slips out of that top two and has to do the last chance qualifier, I would not put it past him to be able to qualify to get that last couple of spots in that last chance qualifier. There's not many spots available, but if anyone could do it, I could see this guy doing it. But I don't think he's going to need to. I think he's going to have a great weekend of competition. I think Roman Krennikov is going to be your Asia Invitational Champion, the semifinal from Asia. He is going to the CrossFit Games this year. Hopefully no visa issues or problems. That's what's going to be. So let's talk about the women. It's a harder division to choose because of the amount of top-heavy women there were. There were 12 women that had under 100 points, which just means consistency throughout the entire quarterfinal, which is impressive to me. But I've got to go with the two athletes that finished one and two out of the quarterfinal because it's so close. you got to think they're going to be able to repeat what they did in the quarterfinal for the semifinal and have a great performance. And number two, Sanyon Choi from the Republic of South Korea. Incredible, incredible performance in the quarterfinal. Worst finish was 13th in workout number two. She had two third-place finishes, and she was second in the Asia semifinal, and she was another consistent finisher throughout the entire event. I'm expecting her to be showing up big time. I'm expecting her to say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to represent the Republic of South Korea, and I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games. There's only two spots available. I'm getting one of those spots. And my top pick for the women, again, this was very hard to try to only pick two because the top 12 were all under 100 points, which means just consistency across the board. You're going to see a lot of close races in the Asia division for the Asia Invitational in the women's division. I'm excited to watch it, how it's going to play out. But I got Alexandra Bushnova from the Russian Federation. Worst finish was 11th in workout one. That was easy sailing from there. She was five. She was a workout five winner. She got second in the strength workout, which works to her advantage because a lot of people struggle with that strength. She's got that all-around consistency when it comes to the the strength workout, you have to have that because that's a lot of points on the line. 
That is a lot of points on the line when you're talking about big time and making moves. You can make a huge move. You can't win it, but you can certainly lose it on the strength events. You're going to find out in the Atlas games how people lost that place in the top 10 because of that strength event. Consistent in top 10. Again, her worst finish was 11th, and that was in workout number one. Trying to get those jitters off. I have no doubt in my mind that she is going to be the top qualifier out of the invitation. If I got to go with one lock this weekend, it's Alexandra Buzanova from the Russian Federation to finish first in the Asia Championships, in the Asia CrossFit Invitational. So those are my picks for the men. Alexander Illin and Roman Kronikov for the men in the top two with... Hamze Tarifi right there the entire weekend. And then for the women, Alexandra Busnova and Singyunon Choi from the Republic of South Korea. Those two women, those two men, it's going to be an incredible race. It's going to be online. That's going to be the only difficult part about things is that it is online. So I don't know how much, you know, how good we're going to be able to see live, but I'm excited to watch that play out. So let's talk about the Atlas Games. It's the virtual event for North America. A lot of the Canadian athletes that weren't able to to make it down here that don't work in the or the don't live in the states actually came down for this and will be competing in this event. And let me tell you guys, I am excited. I'm really excited because this is something that we've been waiting for for a long time. There's a lot of people on this list that you're going to say, Robbie, why? I'll tell you why in just a little bit. So in fifth place, we're going to go from five to one for the men in the Atlas games. In fifth place, the biggest risk pick of the weekend, Brent Fikowski. Now, you may be asking yourself, Robbie, he did not have that great of an event. He did not have that great of a quarterfinal. Yeah, but he is precise, man. When it comes to knowing what and when and how you need to do it, man, Brent Fikowski knows what to He just knows what to do. He knows how to do it, and he does it. I'm excited to see how he does in this virtual event because I don't know if he's going to be able to succeed as much in the virtual event as he would be as, an, as at an in-person event. I just can't see him not qualifying. I even got that written down on my notes. I can't see Brent Fikowski having five spots available not qualifying for the CrossFit Games. He always seems to show up in the big moments. And a semifinal is a big moment. He's a big game Brent. He knows when to show up. He knows when to turn it on. He knows what he needs to do to qualify. That's why I've got him at number five. Maybe a little low. But, I mean, he qualified 12th coming into it out of the quarterfinals in this semifinal. He was ranked 12th in this semifinal coming into the quarterfinal, out of the quarterfinals. 
Every finish was in the top 60 except the strength event, which is what I said earlier. His strength event was 578th worldwide or in North America, which means you drop that down two, 300 places. He's in the top 25. He's in the top 20. Still puts them into some tough conversations when it comes to this event, but at the end of the day, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a big game Brent in this, and he's my number five pick. My number four pick, Alexandra Carone. Alex Alex Carone. Come on, he's been there before. Plays fifth in North America. It's an easy pick. Easy pick. This field is stacked. I know that the Mid Atlantic CrossFit Challenge was stacked, and I and it was stacked. And we said it at the time, that was probably the most competitive. And yes, it probably is. When it comes to in-person, you had the most games veterans. You probably had the biggest. I think the games champion is coming out of that that region or that semifinal. I truly do believe that. Alex Carone, only one finish outside the top 70. He plays 133rd in the strength event, but he plays fifth in North America overall. That's what brought him down. That's the difference. The strength event is the difference. None of these guys had very good strength performances. It's going to make or break you. It could make or break a chance to, for you to go to the games. And that's going to be very important. The virtual experience is a big, big, big key for him. He does very well on virtual events. He's always done well during the Open. He always seems to come up big when it counts Obviously, he had a great quarterfinal performance, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do moving forward in the Atlas Games. Let's go to number three. Alex Viganold. He's a games vet. Two finishes out of the top 100, which made him so low. He's been there before. He's a big-time player. He needs to get back to the CrossFit Games, needs to get that legacy and needs to be someone that needs to get in the top 10, top 5 to qualify for the CrossFit Games, or I don't think he's getting those last-chance qualifiers. He's got to do this, or he's not going. Plain and simple. He should show up. Events online, just like the quarters. He proves he needs to be back in Madison. Like I just said, he is a big-time player. He finished 5th in North America in a stacked, stacked event. You could arguably say that North America was the hardest region quarterfinal to be a part of. Plain and simple. His best finish was 13th. That's the only thing going against him. He didn't really have any top 10 finishes. So we'll see. Consistency is key, but he had a, a very consistent quarterfinals. I'm excited to see him up there when he when he when he shows up. Second, this guy made it to the CrossFit Games last year, was the top five in the world last year, Jeff Adler. Now, this is a guy who wants to prove that he actually belongs or that last year wasn't just a fluke. He doesn't need to qualify because I think he's got a good chance if he you know makes it to that last chance qualifier. But why would you want to take the risk? Why would you want to take the risk and possibly get into the last chance qualifier when you could just make it happen now? Why? He needs to show up big because a lot of people are going to be sleeping on him, especially after that whole Sam Quant performance. 
Sam Quan did not look like the, the reigning second fittest man on earth. He didn't. He looked like a bum. And that's going to run. And I know he had some problems breathing and things like that this year. I get that. I'm not saying that he that that's an excuse or that's not a, a good excuse or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Adler's going to want to make this to the CrossFit Games and try not to have any excuses on the way. I'm excited to see how he shows up. I think he's going. I think he's going to get number two. And my number one guy, this is a very, very easy pick for me to make. He didn't qualify last year. A lot of people thought that he was going to be the one guy to take the crown from Matt Frazier. We will never be able to find that out. Because Matt Frazier retired. This guy wants to make it back to the CrossFit Games and prove that he belongs there. His name? Patrick Vellner. He is a games veteran. He is a podium veteran. But you know what? He's just got to get there. Because I'm getting to the point where I see certain athletes, and if they don't make it, it's just like, they're just like oh, it just wasn't my year. But you could tell that he was frustrated last year. You could tell last year that he was legitimately frustrated that he didn't make it and qualify for the CrossFit Games. And I feel for the guy. When you're that close to making it to the CrossFit Games and you, it just falls out of your reach, I would be pissed too. I'd be thinking about it all year long. Patrick Vellner came out and he has proven that he is the top male in Canada. And I think he's going to get that final and first place spot. I truly believe that. So let's head to the women. Let's go to the women when it comes to the Atlas Games. We're going to start with number one. Go down the line. And there's one athlete that we will not be seeing due to health concerns. And that is Carol, Carol Ann Reason Tebow. She pulled out. She announced on her Instagram earlier this week that she will not be competing due to health concerns. So we want to wish her all the best. She is one of those athletes that I had on my list to watch out for. Maybe not necessarily getting in that top five, but... She's going to be someone to look out for in the future. And I don't think we can, you know, take that lightly. Best wishes to her. Hopefully everything's okay with you, your family, everything. But uh, we want to wish her all the best. In number in the number one spot, Paige Semenza. She's a three-time CrossFit Games athlete, two-time individual, one-team. She was a top-ranked woman coming into the Atlas Games, and because... This is going to be online. That's what gives her the advantage over the rest. I truly believe. She was the most consistent throughout the entire quarterfinal. And to be number one ranked in North America is pretty impressive coming into this Atlas Games. Very, very impressive. In second place, I got Caroline or Caroline Prevost. She's a CrossFit Games veteran. She has been there. She had one bad finish that kind of Rocked her a little bit. She still finished third coming into this uh, into the semifinal, out of the quarterfinals. But I think you know she had one bad finish in event one, which knocked her down. I think she makes up she makes up for that with everything else. Very very impressive. Easily, you take that one bad finish. She's easily one thousand percent easily top ten in North America. 
It's not even question. It's not even a, a question of how good she is or how good she can be. She is amazing. And that's why she's going to get that number two spot. Number three, Sydney Michelson. She's a young, young and up-and-comer. She is 21 years old. I love seeing all this youth when it comes to these CrossFit Games events because you're seeing the future of the CrossFit Games right before our eyes, and I cannot wait to see what happens. In fourth place, I'm going with Emma Lawson. Now, this is somebody that has been consistent throughout the entire Open, the quarterfinals, and she's in that fifth spot out of the quarterfinals coming into this event. Kind of that bubble spot that you don't really know, okay, well, can I perform well? Should I perform well? Yes, you should, and yes, she will. Emma Lawson's my fourth place. And in fifth place, she just had a baby. It's her big comeback year. We're seeing that a lot. We saw it with Annie. And I cannot wait to see this woman absolutely crush it and get the last spot for the women. And that's Mackenzie Riley. We've had her on the podcast before. She's a great person, awesome individual, and I cannot wait to see what she is able to do with, like, you know, I think it's so awesome that moms that are competing after they've given birth recently. I mean, Kara Saunders did it. Annie, Mackenzie. I mean, so many athletes all over the place are moms. And, you know, that's obviously their first priority. But just to be able to qualify and get back into the CrossFit Games, it would be awesome. And that's why I think Mackenzie's going to be my number five pick. All right. We got one more semifinal, and it's in person, y'all. It's in person. It is the land that we talk about in Las Vegas. And you know what? Come Friday, we've got a special edition of the podcast, and we teased it on social media this week. The big issue that we have been seeing with CrossFit and the lack of pay that CrossFit Games athletes get. We are going to talk about that in detail and how things can get changed with one simple thing. We're going to talk about that on Friday, so you do not want to miss the podcast on Friday. I'm excited to share it with you because I think it's going to open some eyes to an industry that a lot of people may not know about, but is one of the fastest growing industries in America and in the world. And it's a billion billion dollar industry every single year you get crossfit in on that these athletes gonna get paid big time all right that's on friday so make sure you listen today of course we got one more semifinal to uh to recap and then we're gonna be talking about that on friday so make sure you stay tuned all right let's start with the men let's get my five position For the men, five qualifying spots for the men, five for the women. My number five is going to be Matt DeLugos. Why, Robbie? What you talking about? This guy is a stud. I mentioned him and I met him a few years ago at the U.S. CrossFit or the U.S. Functional Fitness National Championships. He is a stud. He has been 
constantly growing into a great athlete. And I think he is going to be somebody that we talk about for a long time. And I'm not even going to say he is a a dark horse pick. I don't think he's a dark horse pick. But he's going to be some guy that nobody knows about. And I think Matt DeLugos is going to be number five coming out of the West Coast Classic. Number four, a guy I'm also good friends with. He's also been on the podcast before. And that's Sean Sweeney. Last year, or a couple of years ago, he qualified. He was the winner of the Lowland, or the Cape Town Throwdown out in South Africa. He won that event to mark his CrossFit or his games appearance a couple of years ago. He's been there before. He's the CrossFit Cowboy, and I think he's coming back. He's got everything. He is a consistent player from top to bottom. He's got very, very good strengths and very good weaknesses, and he feeds off the energy of the crowd, and I think that's going to be a big factor. I truly do believe that's going to be a big factor for him is feeding off the energy of the crowd going into this event, and I can't wait to see him compete. He's number four. Three, two, and one should be no problem. Should be no, no questions asked. Just what order are you putting them in? My number three is going to be Spencer Panchik. He is going to be joining his brothers in Madison. You're going to have the three Panchik brothers back to back to back qualifying for the CrossFit Games. And I can't wait. I think Spencer's going to get number three. He is that consistent player who has constantly been in the ranks and trying to I don't say he's got a chip on his shoulder because I truly do believe that all three of the Panchik brothers love each other. Obviously, they love each other. But they sincerely root for each other, and I don't think there's any animosity between the all of them if one competes or one doesn't qualify or whatever. But I think he's going to want to get back to I think he's going to want to get to the CrossFit Games because how cool of a moment is that going to be to be able to compete with your brothers at the biggest stage? Awesome. And that's why Spencer's number three. My number two, second place for the men. It's going to be Cole Sager. So this is a guy that's been around for a while, had a lot going on over the past couple of years. And this guy is going to be somebody who we are going to be talking about making a big splash. I don't think he's going to get number one. But there's a reason for that. But Cole Sager, the epitome of consistency. A games vet, he is always, I think every time that he's gone to the CrossFit Games, he's finished right in the top 10 every single year he's gone. I'd have to look back. I didn't do the research as much as I did for the other divisions, and I apologize for that. But I truly believe Cole Sager is going to want to get back. He's going to want to prove to, the, to himself and the rest of the world that he belongs in the conversation for fittest man on earth. And by number one spot... Someone that had a very disappointing finish last year. Very disappointing finish last year at the CrossFit Games. Someone that I think a lot of people, he just looked off the entire weekend. But somebody that's been there, that has worn the leader jersey at the CrossFit Games before. Noah Olson. This is going to come down... I don't think anybody feeds off the crowd more than Noah Olson does. 
in this realm of the CrossFit Games. I, I truly don't believe anybody else feeds off the crowd more than Noah Olson. I think the entire crew at Peak 360 CrossFit down in Miami are going to go to Las Vegas. They're going to show up. He is a fan favorite. He's one of my favorites. He's a good friend of the podcast, and I can't wait to see him do what he does and qualify for the CrossFit Games handily. I think he's going to be a very comfortable top five finish, and I hope he walks away with the championship in that number one ranking going into the CrossFit Games. Those are my top five. Noah, Cole, Spencer, Sean, and Matt. There's a lot of people in this very competitive region, but those are my those are my guys. Dark horses, Will Morad, Alex Smith. I mean, you can't you cannot take out Alex Smith. I mean, this is a guy who has had the craziest last couple of years. And I think he, I don't think he has a chip. I think he's just enjoying life. I think if you got one guy that doesn't have any pressure on him, I got to believe it's Alec. And I've known Alec for a long time. Long time. And he is somebody that I truly believe has no pressure on him. He's going to go there. He's going to have fun. And if he's, I could see him squeaking in. Of course I could. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Big fan favorite. He's going to have a lot of people cheering him on, and I can't wait to watch him compete. All right, let's talk about the women for here just a little bit as we wrap things up on the podcast. My number five female to qualify for the CrossFit Games is going to be Meg Reardon. CrossFit Games veteran. Someone that knows what to do in big spots. She is right outside that top five coming into this event. And it being in person, I think she's going to... I think experience has a huge, huge impact on everything. And I'm excited to see her compete. I truly, truly am. In that, that fourth spot. In that fourth spot, Bethany Shadburn, someone that we've seen before. She's a Justin Kotler-produced athlete, someone that I think we are going to see a lot of in the future. And if you missed out that CrossFit, that uh, interview that I had with Justin Kotler, it's in the archives. It is incredible. A lot of things that we talk about with CrossFit, with things of that nature, I think that's going to be a big, big talking point that we are going to be hearing this Bethany Shadburn character for a long time. She's not a character. She's just an incredible athlete. She's someone that we need to watch out for because she means business. In third place, so I got Meg Reardon, Bethany Shadburn, Reagan Huckabee. Been to the CrossFit Games before. Consistency. She is second coming into this event. And this is a very, very difficult list to have. Because I'm going to leave one person off that I don't think a lot of people want me to leave off. She's a crowd favorite. Obviously, she's a big, big athlete in here. But I'm going to leave her off. But Reagan's going. Reagan's going to be my number three pick. 
My number two pick is going to be Danny Spiegel, someone that has come up up the ranks over the last couple of years, that has been to the CrossFit Games before. And I think she has a lot more to prove than just being like, hey, I'm on social media all the time, whatever. She's an incredible athlete. She knows what she does. She's the top qualifier coming into this event. She's a fan favorite. I say we have a lot of fan favorite. I think everybody's a fan favorite in CrossFit, but she for sure is a fan favorite. Danny Spiegel's going to the CrossFit Games once again. And my number one pick, my pick to go number one out of this division. Let me get some water. My number one pick is going to be Carrie Pierce, the top American athlete, I think, in the history of CrossFit. She is the most dominant CrossFit athlete in from America that we will ever see, that we have ever seen so far. That may change over the next couple of years. There's a lot of young talent coming up the ranks. But Carrie Pierce knows what it's like to be in those big spots. She's excited. I heard everything and anything with my conversation with Justin to go back and listen to it. All the insight of how much she missed the crowd, the atmosphere, everything. She is a silent assassin that doesn't get talked about enough. We talked about her a lot with Justin. And she is my number one pick to come out of this region. Some names I left off. Lauren Fisher, Alexis Raptus, Allison Scuds, Sydney Wells, Brooke Wells' sister. Not going. A lot of athletes that could linger in that top 10, but ultimately going to be fighting for a spot in that last chance qualifier. Guys, as we wrap this up, I want to I want to thank you because I've really had a great time doing these recaps week after week. It's been a lot of fun to to go up here and just kind of hang out and shoot the bull with you and just kind of talk about whatever we feel like talking about. I've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Get a lot of great feedback with interviews and things like that. We're going to continue to do those as we get closer to the CrossFit Games. We're going to have Justin on again. We're going to try to have some of his athletes on there, depending on how this weekend goes. Hopefully it goes well for everybody. I'm really excited to see how this weekend shakes up because it's the final weekend. We are going to finally know pretty much the entire CrossFit Games field after this weekend, minus a couple of people because of the last chance qualifier. I'm excited to see what happens moving forward. I'm excited to see how things go leading up to the CrossFit Games. And we're going to try to get a lot of interviews between now and the CrossFit Games from Games athletes, from athletes that maybe just missed the bubble to all that stuff. We are going to be back next week to, to preview the last chance qualifier. Who's going to be there? Who's got the best chance of qualifying out of that last chance qualifier? So on and so forth. But I think the biggest thing that you need to remember is that we'll be back on Friday for another episode. Talking sports betting and how CrossFit athletes can get paid a lot of money if sports betting was allowed on CrossFit events. The good, the bad, the ugly, how crazy that could be for the sport. We're going to be talking about all that on Friday. You won't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And I'm the one talking about it. Don't forget to go to follow us over on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter at the Big Red Express. 
We are everywhere. Every week, we've got new episodes for you right here on Anchor, on the podcast app, any, the podcast app of your choosing. Recommendations of what to do this week? Go see In the Heights. I've seen it. It's amazing. Go check it out. It's great. We got to go. Later.